Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to have not just a very dear friend, but a very accomplished entrepreneur from Bangalore, Ramnik Bakshi, with me. Ramnik, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Ramnik is the former managing director India of CNA Europe. He's the former chairman of LJ Hooker. He's a former board member of YPO, WPO, and CEO. And as I mentioned to you, um, not just is he a friend, but a very, very close YPO buddy. So Ramnik, let's start with uh, your, your life. What would you say are some of your key milestones? Uh, thanks, Asuntosh. Uh, key milestones, I would think, probably dividing them over three phases of my life, um, joining my first working company, CNA, which is a department store in Europe, mm-hmm. because they laid the foundation of some modest wealth that I could acquire in the course of my working career. Mm-hmm. Second milestone, I would say, being invited to join YPO, mm-hmm. because that broadened my world and horizon substantially and made lasting friendships around the globe. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I would put in the list uh, getting married because mm-hmm. that beget children and then grandchildren and that is another part of the world of life rather, mm-hmm. which I have sort of transitioned to now in my later years. Very so those nice. would be the milestones, I would think. Very, very nice. So, you know, when you, whenever you and I have spoken about various things of life, one of the things I've always appreciated and marveled about you is how down to earth you are and how easily you are able to present all the learnings that you have had. For all our viewers and listeners, tell me a few of your key learnings from life. Okay, first, thanks for the kind words. <laughs> uh, let me see what how I could articulate some of my key learnings. But I think the most important thing is that there is no one-size-fits-all sort of situation. First, also the key learnings depends on whom you're imparting them to in this respect. That where are we on the curve of life or on the journey of life? Are we in our 20s, 30s, 50s, 60s? And the learnings have a different resonance at that stage in our lives. Mm-hmm. I believe that your audience may be from their early 20s to their 50s or 60s. Correct. And... Probably I try to target some of my responses to that age group. Okay. And every journey is different. Mm. This is one of the important things to notice that life can only be understood by looking at it backwards. Mm. But it has to be lived going forward. So older people who have a longer perspective to look back probably are that's why called a little wiser. Correct. And I'm going to bring my long perspective into a little talk today if I can. Mm -hmm. This is what I have learned. I'm not going to give any advice to anybody. And I'm only going to share my my inner, what should I say, understandings. And if somebody can take something out of it, Mm -hmm. good. And some things may resonate with some people. And some things may make sense only after a year or two or five years if they remember this talk at all. But I'll try to articulate to you as well as I could. Thanks. So I would say one important thing which I've tried to live by or learned and live by is 
that it doesn't make any difference what happens to you in life mm -hmm. but it makes a lot of difference on how you react to what happens to you in life well said this is a very important attitude matters positive attitude is i think a really good thing to have in life mm -hmm. so that's one so can you give me an Energy. example of this rabnik of this learning yes um, let's take the case now i am 72 years old and mm. uh, i've just gone through i'm now this is what's coming to my mind so i'm sharing it mm. i've just gone through two back to back surgeries mm. uh, i could have sat and said okay now i'm getting old now you know that happens and one or two doctors even told me ramnik you can also live with these infirmities hundreds of mm. year olds live with these infirmities but my sense is to get on the golf course meet okay. my friends get back to drinking travel a little bit and enjoy the joyity wear of life mm. so i could have taken an action or reacted either way mm. nothing is wrong but i have chosen to react on a positive manner and rebuild my life from these uh, minor surgeries just that's one example i am just no that's a wonderful example okay then second learning which i'd like to share with this young group is this mm -hmm. young lady taught us in a ypo conference i can't remember which part of the globe mm -hmm. don't hold a grudge mm -hmm. forgive forget and move on this mm -hmm. was a great important lesson for me at least mm -hmm. and her words were something into this effect that holding a grudge is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die mm -hmm. I mean, you're really poisoning yourself, you know. And Correct. Other guy is not dying, also. Yes. So how frustrating could that? Correct. Third, if I have to put make a list of three points, uh, let me say what I have learned is that we are buffeted by this huge force of marketing mm -hmm. around us. Mm. It's a big tide which forces us to compare, to buy. to consume to live with the joneses we have to find a, first we have to understand that this wave is forcing us into a particular direction and uh, we have to find a way to get off this wave mm -hmm. and find our own anchor mm -hmm. get comfortable on whom you are don't let society force you into aspirations which are not comfortable with you mm -hmm. so what could i say you know i'm i'm going to give you some examples from my young yeah. life only when younger mm -hmm. or this happens to young people you may remember that you have you suffered angst when you didn't get invited to that party which everybody else got invited yes at when i was younger certainly or you felt that everybody has a jimmy choo bag but i still can't afford one correct or everybody goes to a holiday to italy and england and talks about it and i'm still haven't even been to kanur correct and i gangster <laughs> fit so you know we have to get away from these comparisons and be comfortable with our own anchor hmm. don't let society dictate this to you and i realized quite early in life that there is no pleasure for me in building envy in others hmm. that doesn't give me any pleasure you know to say oh i did this i ate the greatest food or i went to this fantastic restaurant or i great had this great holiday hmm good you had it fine but i mean i don't have to make it as an envious thing for the other person well so said. i would say 
So these are probably some key learnings I could put on the board. Very, very nice. Very nice. So, you know, as you again look back with all the wisdom, uh, what are, and, and you know, you build businesses as well. What are some of the core values you have believed in? Probably integrity, truthfulness, mm. karma, doing my bit of duty, not leaving shit for other people to clean up is mm. what would be, I would think, my core values. But, you know, I want to qualify this. These are not written in stone or there is no mm. law about it. Mm. There are many caveats. I'm going to give you just one example only. Mm. Just take integrity. If you talk to anybody in a room, everybody mm. will say, yeah, integrity is my top value. Mm. But then you find out that he's very correct in his dealing, but he doesn't mind cheating on his income tax. Correct. That is nothing to breaking integrity. Mm. Or he pays his tax well, but doesn't mind cheating on his spouse. Because I mean, that's part of living only mm. for how nature has endured you. Or he's faithful to his spouse or she's faithful to her spouse. But they, he has built up his business embezzling the company. Mm. So, but each of them think that their integrity, they, they have high integrity. But Correct. That's, that's the sort of ephemeral world we are living in. Mm. So I would think that these are probably my core okay. values. My core values. And, and you know, uh, when we were talking, uh, you have some, you know, fairly well-structured thoughts on wealth, ethics and integrity. Yeah, yeah. What would you like to talk about that? See, here also, wealth, almost today, in most people's mind, wealth is monetary wealth. Hmm. I, it's quite ridiculous in my opinion, because you can be money rich and health poor. Mm. or you're health rich and socially poor mm. or you're socially rich and have a poor family life. I mm. mean, you know, wealth comes in a variety of ways and multidimensional. Don't focus only on the monetary wealth. You can have less and have the rest of the wealth of everything that you want. And another thing is, who is more wealthy? The guy who has a lot of money in the bank mm. or a guy who doesn't need money? Mm. I mean, if you don't need it only, you're already wealthy. Correct. So this is one way of looking at wealth, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So let me pause you before I come to the other two of integrity and ethics. You know, for all the young people who will be listening to all your words of wisdom, should we, should they not work towards acquiring wealth in, in, in money terms? Yeah, they should. And again, it depends on where they are in life. Hmm. You know, at the, I, now I'm not at all suggesting that money is not important. It's very important. Correct. And you should work towards it for a particular stage in your life. Hmm. You know, but, and this is also important. Let me tell you a little difference between, you know, that I retired from formal work many years ago. I know. With a wealth, I mean. It's not that I have a lot of money around it. Thousands and maybe millions of people are mm. more money than me and, mm. you know, castles and mansions and private planes and everything like that. Correct. Feel that I have something which many of them don't. Mm. And that is enough. Mm. There's an important word. I think I have enough. I mean, mm. I wear a pen, one pant at a time. I get a meal on the table. When I put my hand in the pocket and I want to come and meet you in Delhi to have a meal with you. There's enough cash over there to do that. I don't Correct. have to measure it and say, is it worth spending 10,000 bucks to have dinner with us? Mm. 
but that's the value of money it has to be a tool it doesn't have to be an end in itself mm. that's how i look at it you know okay but again there is such a multi dimensional way of looking at your wealth monetary mm. wealth and there are mm. people who insist that they should only fly business class would be would die of mortification if they are seen in economy mm. class mm. don't care what car they drive mm. and there are others who have to be seen in a mercedes or a bmw Mm. But don't care what whiskey they serve. Mm. And then there are guys when you go to their home, they are really proud of their collection of whiskeys, mm. you know. But don't mind what type of house they live in, mm. and so on and so forth. So you know, everybody has got his own choice. The main thing I am trying to convey to your young audience is that world is multi-dimensional and can be seen in many prisms. Mm. There is no one way of looking at it. Mm. And set your own standards. And set your yeah exactly come mm. and. what resonates with you what are you comfortable with hmm. no? okay so let's 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 move on and talk about uh, ethics you know i've often i've even written that there is no gray in honesty it's always black or white but there is something called a threshold of conscience what i am willing to accept is you know is my ethics that may be very different from yours so i want to you know your thoughts on what is what you think is ethics the ethics is a code i don't know i mean now that you're mentioning it i have to think this out a bit mm. but uh, for me it's a code by which you live by mm. you know some values that you subscribe to mm. uh, which you don't compromise mm. and convey to the world and sort of challenge yourself on that if necessary mm. and of course i presume you also expect it from others in return mm. well said well said sometimes you get it sometimes you don't mm. of course it's a much different world now than when i was younger and worked diligently now i sort of i've sold my businesses and i'm in a different state of mind uh, mentally i agree uh, but that's what i would try to answer your question very nice So Ravi, let's now move to the second part of our conversation. Let's talk about the organization that you and I belong to, which is YPO. Um, you know, you've been quite an amazing leader in this organization, not just in our region but outside as well. My first question is, when did you join YPO, and what made you join? Okay, again, thanks for your kind words. Uh, um, I think I joined in nineteen ninety. which is about mm-hmm. 28 years ago and um, ypo was a much smaller organization in those days right. and uh, you know i was the sort of should i say boss of cna in india mm-hmm. sourcing mm-hmm. for the department store yeah. around the globe so i think probably ypo i got invited by the committee of ypo to join mm-hmm. them they had three interviews with me but i mean they already knew my business so they needed to sort of accept me with my social skills or personality or background mm. i think those were more important for them in those days correct and um, it's been a fantastic journey i think it's one of the defining journeys of my life to be mm. frank with you mm. been, you know those days i joined reluctantly you're busy you're working now to join another networking organization however mm. uh, or powerful or expensive it might be sort of detracted from your working life mm-hmm. i'm so glad that you know whoever convinced me to join 
convinced me because it's as i said it's been a defining journey in my life hmm. interesting and my next question is you know as we always say for ypo that the more you give to ypo the more you get back you know so and i've seen you you know doing incredible amount of work and giving a lot including curating some of the best trips ypos keep talking about even today my question to you is what has motivated you to give back so much i don't know for me it was just a natural thing to do i mean as you rightly said the more you give the more you get that is not only true in ypo it's true in life correct takes us very 60 70 years to realize that there is a bigger pleasure in giving than in receiving mm. and i think that's what they call getting wiser and older mm. you know the younger age we only want 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 mm. till you transition into a state of life where you realize that you should give 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 mm. in my case maybe ypo gave me a slightly earlier transition in this thinking mm. but i always enjoyed because as you know you don't get anything in monetary terms the only thing you get in return is appreciation of your peers correct but to work in an international environment with very highly qualified and capable peers and get their appreciation for something you have done mm. i mean that's just reward enough for me at least it for me it was enough amazing and yes the retreats were something uh, i don't know how they came about the beauty of those retreats for me was that we try to do them in challenging environments i know you know 20 years ago when burma was in deep lockdown and ansang suji was in jail for 20 years in our mm-hmm. house arrest mm-hmm. now to do a trip when nobody could travel to burma in those mm-hmm. days or when we went to iran during the sanctions and these kinds of trips the pleasure for me is to to anticipate the problems or try to overcome them mm-hmm. to have um, to go into the detailing some people like it mm-hmm. the detailing of the trip i suppose some people don't but mm-hmm. it's for me it's like writing an opera mm-hmm. you know i i sort of write down every line and when people will say ah and when they laugh and when they'll be happy and when they won't be happy. Mm-hmm. and i hope it unfolds like that when the show comes on the road fantastic so i'm i'm not going to move to some questions for you personally i think i have time for three questions uh my first question is as you look back at life you know great career and you know you articulated your philosophy of you know i have enough right which is i think a fantastic philosophy what does what has success meant to you so i maybe i'm repeating myself i'll success again depends on where you are in your journey of life to my mind yeah so just give an example for a 3 year 4 year old it means not pissing in his pants mm. for an 18 year old success means getting a driving license and driving that car correct for 25 year old probably it means getting laid mm. that's success your 35 year old building a career is your success mm. your 45 years old amassing wealth is success mm. and your 55 year old probably success means finding a good position in society Mm. or the trade body or some networking organization mm. you aspire to be part of you know correct so where you are in your stage of life mm. success changes with that and definition of success changes with that and to put a humorous twist to what i've just told you mm. for a for a 65 year old what is success 
I suppose getting late still. Mm. For a 75 year old, probably success is still get maintaining that license and managing to drive. For mm. mm. a 85 year old, I think success still means don't piss in my pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Circle of life so, complete. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's, it's again multidimensional where you are and how mm. you look at life. Very well said. So I've, my next question to you, uh, Ramnik, is, is on failure. Um, and I've got a new book coming out on failure next month. And I've often said that parents in India don't teach children it's okay to fail. And we always told come first, be at the head of the line, etc. And this manifests itself in our behavior patterns. You know, the nine cars, especially in Delhi, all trying to get, go first. And yet we fail all the time. So my question to you is, what have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes or failures? Mm -hmm. So I probably have made a lot of mistakes in my life. We all have. Yeah, exactly. But I think we have to pick ourselves, get to the positive attitude and mm -hmm. move on. Mm -hmm. If I had to share some learning from my failure, probably I'll have to share a personal detail over here. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to have a good chat with your spouse and align your you're going forward together. Mm -hmm. So you're rowing the boat in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a um, um, example to illustrate it. Mm -hmm. I think we should spend time to talking to not only our, in my case, I'm talking about a spouse, but your team or your mm -hmm. peers to see that you're aligned in your aim. You know, some, we don't invest enough, enough doing that. Mm -hmm. Once your philosophy is in the right direction, strategies and then how to get there is a strategy which you can all work towards in the same direction. So mm -hmm. when I sold my business many years ago, my mindset was I've arrived, you know, I mean, I've got money in the bank, I've sold my business, mm -hmm. I've got, I can afford to live well and comfortably. But my wife probably thought that that's only a stepping stone to the next step. Mm -hmm. And so she was in an aspirational mood to build on it. Mm -hmm. While I was in a higher mood to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so we sort of worked at cross purposes with each other mm. and didn't spend enough time aligning ourselves to each other's expectations. I'm just giving you one mm. example. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe very it's very philosophical. Very, very interesting. Makes. Very interesting. And as we come to the last question of our conversation, uh, Ramnik, I mean, you know, you've shared some really interesting nuggets of wisdom and examples. Are there any other learnings that you want to share with the thousands of people who will be listening to you and me talking? Let me see. Uh, I know that there is a lot of emphasis on get, becoming happy, being happy, mm. being happiness in life. But I want to share one insight of mine, which mm. to my mind is misplaced. Mm. What we should be aiming for is contentment versus happiness. Mm. Let me illustrate it by what I mean over here. Happiness, getting high on drugs gives you some happiness. Mm. Going for a party and drinking gives you some happiness. Mm. Going for a family holiday with your friends and family gives you some happiness. Mm. But it's a high that wears off. Mm. Now you can keep having highs and wearing off and having highs and wearing off. And some mm. are very high peaks and very fast wearing off. And some may be lower peaks, but maybe staying for a longer period. Mm. 
but contentment is a different ball game that is a state of mind correct in which you are comfortable in an environment of your living of your friends of your work and it is more permanent hmm. and i beseech people to strive for contentment mm mm-hmm. and not look for happiness which is more short term okay i don't know if that makes sense no no makes a lot problem. of sense makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense and then happiness really depends as i said in the beginning get your anchor and be yourself so mm. let me illustrate a point which we have learned in ypo which mm. is our outward manifestation and our inner journey mm. at a younger age anything that we do is part of our outward projection mm. who am i here is my business card i am chairman i am director yeah. i am manager you know i've got so many friends or i did this or i i can achieve this etc and we spend our whole young life projecting ourselves to the outside world mm. but the real journey starts as your inner journey mm. can you sit with yourself and be comfortable with who you are mm. have you realized what what gives you that inner peace and so to some extent contentment depends on the gap between your inner self mm-hmm. and your outward manifestation which you are projecting very interesting if there is a falsity to it you will be unhappy mm-hmm. if what you are projecting is what you are you will be content with yourself fabulous so i suppose there are two or three things i can put in on the very, table very for our friends no no just very very interesting thank you So Amik uh, thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you i wish you lots of good health and i'm looking forward to you coming to delhi and playing some good golf with you sure sir give me a few weeks to recover and i look forward and thank you for having me on this short talk thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you